0: And filling in for JT today, here's Harry Ruiz. Raider Nation, hour number two on the JT The Brick Show on a very beautiful Tuesday afternoon. I was shocked. Once I walked out of home, I was like, hey, you know what? It's not 127 degrees today. I enjoy it. So something that I enjoy a lot is watching sports. And if you do as well... And you're a local here in Las Vegas, and have gone to pretty much any sporting event in town. You know this guy that's about to join me on the line. He's a host for Q100 Las Vegas and an in-game host for pretty much every franchise in town: Las Vegas Lights FC, Nighthawks, Henderson Silver Knights, Vegas Golden Knights, NBA Summer League, UNLV Hoops. Did I miss something, Bojo? I
1: think we—that's what we got. We got everything in there. Did you say Nighthawks? Did you get Nighthawks? Yeah, yeah. Yep. We did. Okay, yeah, we're good. I think we're good. We're good. We're good.
0: And and a social media superstar. You do a great job on Instagram, too. <laughs> Follow him, Bojo underscore live on Instagram and on Twitter.
1: How you doing today, Bojo? I'm good, man. Hey, you hit it on the nail. It's 86 degrees right now, bro. That's not bad compared to what we've been dealing with in the last week and a half, right?
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Heck, uh, you... You were working an indoor football game. I was working an outdoor soccer game on Saturday. I was jealous. I was like, can we switch places? Because it's (laughs) hot out here. 110 at Cashman Field on Saturday. Bojo. Yeah, man. So you pretty much being a host of every sports team in town and you also being a former athlete, a student athlete yeah. at UNLV with uh, UNLV soccer. How have you seen how f- sports have evolved in Las Vegas from you being an athlete earlier in the day to now being a host with pro sports on every single side of uh, town?
1: I mean, the evolution of the city in general is just such a beautiful thing, Harry. It just great. Uh, for myself, you know, coming from UNLV, a uh, young student athlete coming from, uh, actually, I don't know if you know, yeah, we've talked about it, uh, coming from Southern California, making my way over to UNLV. And the goal always for me was to make my way back to Cali, you know, once I, you know, graduated and finished up school. But then I'm like, no oh, way, I cannot afford to, to move myself back to, you know, to California. So I stayed here in Vegas and watched the city grow. And, and once, you know, the city continued to develop and then I've seen all the sports, you know, professional sports teams develop behind it. And then the growth of the city and the more you know, the, the city developed with, you know, the population and then the developments of all that, you know, the, the nightclub industry and the more and it just, oh, man, it's just been such a beautiful thing. And, and you know, and when uh, BGK came into town that whole story—that was such a beautiful thing—and just being involved in all of it has been special, and oh, it's just been remarkable. And being involved in, uh, in, in and what, what the running rebels have been doing, and especially even even uh, NBA Summer League, that has been great as well. So, just being a part of it has been amazing, and I cannot wait to see what what even more you know, is in store in the next five years. Because we already know we have more in store for professional teams that will be coming to our city. We know that. Yeah,
0: and you the Vegas...
1: I mean? We know more is coming.
0: And the Vegas Golden Knights started it all. But once the Raiders came, it made it a legit sports city. You were like, the NFL's oh, in town and the Raiders. What do they mean to you, Bojo? Well,
1: so, so I'm, I'm, I'm a legit uh, Raider fan for me. It started with uh, probably back in, like, 1989. I, I, I fell in love with Bo Jackson. I, I, I thought, you know, growing up in Southern California, watching Bo Jackson play, I just thought, the fact that this guy was a multi-sport athlete, you know, I read his book. That was like probably the only book I read in my life. You know? <laughs> you know what I mean? I, You know, so I fell in love with the Raiders back then. And then once they left Oakland and came, because I followed them when they were in L.A., you know? And then they went to Oakland. That was that was tough for me, you know. And then they went from Oakland to Las Vegas. It was like, "Why get out of here? This is my city now." You know what I mean? And then just, just it's you know. And then the first year, it was a pandemic year, so that was weird. You know what I mean? And then so this this next year, uh, what twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one when when the fans are uh, able to to. to to be in a Le- Legion stadium, that was just so, so amazing. And then we make that playoff run when it just seemed, you know, impossible with all the crazy stuff that we went through. It didn't seem, it didn't, it didn't look like we were going to we, we, we should be going for the playoffs. With all the stuff our team went through, like, no way. What? But we, you know, they, we had a special locker room and uh, and we still, and because of that special locker room, we, we made our way to the playoffs. And now I'm excited for what's going to happen in 2023 or this 2022-2023 season? So uh, you know, uh, this is special. This is a special group. You know, this off season, man. I'm excited what what we did in the off season. You know, bringing in you know these players on the offensive side of the ball with Devontae, defensive side of the ball. you know we have uh, Max on one side, Chandler on the other. Oh my god, that's going to be special. I can't wait. You know, and then and then Renfro. Yeah, uh, Oh, man. And they, With Waller, it's just—it's going to be special, man. On top of Devontae, it's
0: just, yeah, can't wait. Yeah, I think everybody's just looking at the calendar and be like, alright, it's June 14th, September 11th. Can it please be here so fast because we need Raider football. And preseason's cool, but we want the regular season. We want that to happen. So you, as a goalkeeper at UNLV, you were the leader of the defense. You were the guy putting the backline in its spot. So, you were on the defensive side of things. What are you more excited about? The defensive side of things with the Raiders, with Chandler Jones being added, or the offensive side of things with Devontae Adams getting added to the mix? Oh, see, I, I don't
1: even, I don't, I, 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 I never, ever looked at it like that. I don't even correlate the whole soccer with football. Uh-huh. Uh, I i like that. I'm excited about the offense. I'm excited about the offense. You know, I mean, that's just, you know, I'm, I'm an entertainer. I like the entertainment side of football, and I'm I, I'm entertained. What, what entertains me is these guys scoring touchdowns, you know. And so I'm excited to see what Derek is going to do getting the ball to Devontae, you know. Hey, I'm an entertainer these days. Absolutely, <laughs> you know, that's, that's what I do. So I'm excited to see what you know to see what Derek and Devontae are gonna you know about to do together, especially you know you add. You know the best tight end in the league, and then the most reliable wide receiver in the league with Hunter Renfro in the mix, and then you have Josh Jacobs. You know I'm excited for this offense. That's you know I, I, I'll be honest. I think it's going to be very entertaining, and then you know when a, a, a very special division. It's going to be the, the toughest division in the NFL, which I think that's going to be the story of the league. Yeah, division is
0: insane, crazy, definitely. And look, right? I, I understand what you're talking about, boy Joe. The defensive side of the ball, the guy, those guys on the field are the ones saying defense wins championship. But then the offensive 100%. side is like, hey, you know what? If we score fifty, there's a good chance we win. So everybody sure, sure. is going to yeah, support want, their guys, anything right?
1: Anything away from? Any, I don't want to take anything away from the defense. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Defense does. Wins championships, but yes, I do. I'm, I'm just saying, I, I'm entertained by the touchdown.
0: Hey, it's Las Vegas. Damn. Let's put on a show. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: exactly. So, we're talking with Bojo, Bojo Waka, host at yeah. Q100, and in, uh, yeah. he's an in game host of a lot of franchises, a lot of leagues yeah. around town. And I got to ask you, Bojo, how did this yeah. start? You being an in game host and the hype man on the field, on the ice, uh, on the pitch, pretty much yeah. on the court, everywhere.
1: Oh, that's a good question, man. It just started, um, for me, as a a kid, uh, you know, growing up, I wanted, you know, I was playing soccer my whole life, and I got myself a soccer scholarship, so growing up, it was two things for me. I either wanted to be a professional soccer player, or my idol growing up was Arsenio Hall. Okay. I either wanted to be a professional soccer player, or I wanted to be an entertainer like Arsenio Hall. So I was like, I'm going to be a soccer player, or I'm going to be some type of, Entertainer, I'm gonna be some type of host. So end up, I end up getting somewhere in the middle, to where I'm hosting sporting events. I'm, I'm hosting soccer games, and, and football games, and hockey games, and you know what I mean. So I end up getting right in the middle. So ended up working out for me, and right in the middle. So I'm I'm happy where it landed. But it, it ended up. Uh, I think I got my first uh, my first gig actually because I was um, at UNLV. Um, I was hosting. I don't know um, if you heard of Rebel Palooza. That was uh, it was like their concert on campus. They would have they would have different artists. Uh, they would give a budget and they would have like Bone subs and Harmony. I think they had Ignati by Nature. I, I hosted that. They asked me to host that, and then that led me to, to I don't know how I got it, but I was doing. I got they asked to to do NBA Summer League. I don't know how I did that, and then NBA Summer League led me to hosting Running Rebels. It's just, I guess, kind of, oh, kind of radio. radio was my, my. so, okay, I kind of skipped it. I kind of <laughs> let, me, let, let me jump. right. When rewind, I, rewind. What are the rewinds? Yeah, right when I, I finished soccer, I had, to figure, I had to figure something out. I'm like, yo, so I had an opportunity. Before there was uh, USL, and there was a league called the A-League. It was a league right underneath the MLS. And I don't know if you're familiar with this. The league right around the MLS was called the A League. I wasn't quite ready to play MLS, so I had an opportunity to play in the A League. And I could have got dra- played for a, a team in Utah. They were going to pay me like $500 a game and live in Utah. They were going to play for my room and board, or I, or I could have stayed and figured out what I was going to do with the rest of my life. And I was like, do I want I, I was kind of burnt out from soccer a little bit. I was burnt out. And I had an opportunity to, you know, get a little internship at a radio station. And I was like, you know what? It's time I do this. You know, I've been talking about being, you know, getting to this entertainment thing. And then, you know, I, you know, I loved radio. And that was the decision I decided to make. And so I worked part-time radio. My first radio gig was working overnights, like 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. on the air, and I was, you know, and, and, and in Vegas, it, it's, not, it's not that bad because people are up all night long. And so I was doing that. So rocking the mic on that, on the radio allowed me to get comfortable with my skills. And that helped me uh, get gigs doing events on the mic, on the court, on the pitch. And that, that's what helped me uh, get these, uh, these gigs, um, doing these events at these games. If that makes sense to
0: you. Oh, absolutely, man! You got to okay. take it one step at a time, and yes, you keep exactly. going up, exactly. the, going up the ladder, and you finally get yeah. to the top,
1: right? And enjoy yeah. life. So, yeah. So work hand hand in hand, and then so once I worked, I went uh, from part time, uh, late nights. I ended up going from uh, late nights to, uh, to to regular nights to nights. I was like six. Six to midnight on 98.5 KLUC and that helped me uh, and I elevated myself to where I got a larger audience and that helped me with uh, the Running Rebel gig and they, a few years later I got the gig I'm at right now with Q100.5 I'm on now 2 to 7 p.m. Great gig. You love that throwback music. You know Ice Cube, you know uh, you know, J Lo, Drake, Ja Rule, all that good music, that stuff you listened to back in high school. And college. And it just
0: made me feel old, man, saying yeah. that that's throwback no, music. You, I'm you, like, damn, I'm old.
1: <laughs> it's all good. That's <laughs> what we call throwbacks. We don't say old school. We don't want to make anyone feel old. But so, yeah, so that helped me, you know, and it uh, helped me uh, get where I'm at now because so, it keeps me relevant and, uh, you know, and, and it keeps my skills tight as well. I'm, I'm on the microphone. Monday through Friday, 2 to 7, and it keeps me tight so I can do these uh, these games on the weekends and whatnot. So it's just a lot of fun, man, doing the music and uh, doing the sports. So it's just, you know, having a blast. And I'm staying, staying intertwined with the people, and that's what I love.
0: What we're talking about.
1: That's, what, that's what I love.
0: We're talking with Bojo Aka, host at Q100 Vegas, and also host in arena host with the Silver Knights, the Nighthawks, the Las Vegas Lights, the Summer League, (laughs) Running Rebels. I I think it takes me longer to just introduce you every every other while. He's the king of Vegas right now, Bojo. So how hard is it to get people hyped, or is it second nature for you now that you're just like, hey, you know what? It's easy for me to do
1: you know what it's uh, co-host. I'm the co- I'm the co- I am the i i am sorry not the host I'm the co-star the star is is the players is the team so it's up to the team if the team is doing their thing it's it, it, it's it's very easy it's tough you know obviously if the team is down by 50 or if they're down by four goals or something like that then it obviously is a little bit tougher you know you're winning it's a piece of cake but you know, if you if you if you're down, then you have to dig deep into your you know your your, your repertoire to, to get the goodies out to get them fired up. But I've been doing it long enough to to where I have a you know a bunch of bad you know I have to them into my bag of tricks to get everybody fired up. So I've been doing it long enough to to get everybody out of their seat and on their feet to to get fired up and 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 hoping I I'm able to get them engaged
2: enough.
0: Yeah, know? and you're an, an entertainer. Yeah. You're an yeah, entertainer. Yeah, sure. It doesn't matter what the team is doing. I've always seen you out there giving you 110% and doing this. So do you remember a couple of weeks ago, uh, I work part-time with the soccer team. You're the host for the soccer team in town, the Las Vegas Lights. We went to record a promo with Jose Canseco. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I remember the first thing, we were walking in, and we're about to introduce ourselves, and his manager immediately was like, Oh, Bojo! Yeah. Was like He's like, yeah. You're known by everybody, and Jose, you and him had great chemistry. Seeing people that are important in town, knowing who you are, what does that mean to you?
1: Well, that's what it's all about. For me, it's all about the opportunity for me to to, hand, fist bump, high five those people on the concourse in the supermarkets. That's what it's all about, just making those connections with the people. You know, so when we're at the games, we have a good time. That's, that's, I love that. That's what it's all about for me, man.
0: Absolutely. And that means I'm
1: doing my job.
0: And you definitely are. I mean, like I said, if someone goes to a sporting event in Las Vegas, there's a very good chance you're going to see Bojo out there in action. I still haven't been able to go to a Silver Knights game or a Knights Hawks game. It seems like I'm always busy when they're playing in town, but I got to go catch one of those. Because yeah, I've heard yeah, they're nuts. Yeah, yeah,
1: come out to the Dollar Loan Center. Yeah, yeah, come out to the Dollar Loan Center. It's very nice, baby. You'll have a good time. I'll, I'll, I'll hook you up. Reach out to me, Henry. I got you back. I got you.
0: And I was bringing it up because you're co in one of those games. It's actually a Raiderette, right, Jennifer?
1: Yeah, shout out to Jennifer Stalin. Yeah, Stallings, yeah. She killed it. She killed it. She does a hell of a job. She's definitely a Raiderette. Very, very talented young lady. We have great chemistry out there. Yeah, shout out to Jennifer. She killed it, yes. She's a At We have a lot of fun. Uh, co-hosts, we do uh, Silver Knights and Nighthawks games together. We have a lot of fun, man. She kills it.
0: So I recently had Brian Salmon from News 3, and yeah, I, did a, I did a 20-minute interview with him just to ask him mm-hmm. one question, and I'm pretty much doing the same thing with you, Bojo. I got to like ask you about. one question. How many sneakers pairs of sneakers do you have? Because every fit that you wear is different, and then you switch the sneakers as well. So I'm like, how does he do it? I asked him about okay. the suits. I got to ask you about the kicks.
1: I Okay, so uh, I have a lot, but I will never count because I don't want to know because then I'll feel really irresponsible, and then I will stop buying. I have two kids, and then I'll end up feeling real irresponsible, and I'll end up stop buying them. So this is what I do. Every time I buy one for myself, I buy one for one of my kids so I don't feel act bad. Put it that way. That makes sense?
0: What about your lady, though? She,
1: she, 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 she wants her own. <laughs> You're like, own she's job. got more, she more got than me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she got her own money. Nice. <laughs> my I,
0: <kids> <laughs> I, had I had to ask. Job. I had to ask because you're always out there with clean fits, and I'm like the shoes. Yeah. It's always the yeah. shoes that complement everything, and you do a great job. Bojo, where can we have folks follow you on social media? Uh, you do a great job there, too, as well.
1: Hey, I appreciate you, man. All things social at Bojo underscore live, D-O-J-O underscore live on the Instagram and the Twitter. You yeah, have follow me, you know, Q100.5. Uh, on Monday through Friday on your radio. If you like that throwback music, we're taking care of you on your ride home. So, yeah, I appreciate you, Harry. Of and course. We'll catch you uh, June 24th at the Lights game. Absolutely, the Lights, the Lights man. FC. Yes, you can catch of Bojo
0: at Lights FC games, at Nighthawks games, at the Summer League that's coming soon, the Silver Knights, oh, yeah. the UNLV running Rebels. This guy, he's a man. Follow Bojo. He does an amazing job. You need a hype man for any event. Are you available, Bojo, for any event, or does it have to be a sporting yeah, event?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%, man. If you need any type of host to MC, yeah, if you are, want to have a good time, yeah, holler at me. hit me up.
0: Hey, you know what? We need we need to pay for the sneakers. Hire Bojo. All right. Thank you so much, Bojo.
1: Hey, hey, it's always a blast. I'll see you in a little bit, all right?
0: Absolutely. There's Bojo. You know what? Hopefully one day I see him hosting games at Allegiant Stadium because I know with his passion for the Raiders, he'd be amazing for that gig. Let's go to a break, Raider Nation. We're going to come right back here on the JT The Brickshaw on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. We want to hear from you. 702-365-9200. Shoot me a call. We'll pick it up right after this break. And filling in for
2: JT today, here's Harry Ruiz.
0: Let's go, Raider Nation. We got half an hour left here on the JT The Brick Show on this beautiful Tuesday afternoon in Las Vegas. We're not roasting today out here with 100-plus degree weather in town. The sun is taking a break today for us, and that's what I always say. If it's under 100 degrees, I won't complain. If it's over 100, I'll complain a little bit. If it's over 110 you're not going to hear me stop talking about the heat. So be ready for those two preseason games, Raider nation, because they're going to be played indoors at Allegiant Legion stadium, but you don't have a bubble where you just travel in it inside the state into the stadium. And then you take it off. No, you got to park some folks tailgate, which for me in that kind of heat in August is brutal. Uh, personally, I called the preseason game last year against Seattle, and I just got from my car, waited for the media bus to show up, ran to the media bus, got on it, and then ran indoors to the stadium because it's not comfortable. and And here's a story, Jared, uh, Jared, Jared Justice out here with, with me today at the operating the board. Uh, shout out to Bobby who's out for the day. I didn't go out at Allegiant Stadium until week against Miami I thought it was safe it's September mid-September I was like or towards the end of September actually I thought I was good no and I was wearing a full suit and tie yeah. and I was like I'm good the, the Baltimore game so here you go a lot of people was like hey Sunday night football or no sorry Monday night football it's cool it's at night well it's at night for everybody in the East Coast it's not at night for us.
3: Four o'clock in the afternoon.
0: Exactly. If the game starts at 515, tailgating starts, they they let people out here, what, four hours? Yeah, four hours before the game. 115 in a mid-September day? It's, it's no, hot. That's not good. It's not good. Have you gone out there to a game yet?
3: Uh, I've been out, not for a Raiders game, but for a bunch of UNLV football games, which would, probably was a mistake. <laughs> for the games or for the experience uh for well for the games and for I mean obviously every once in a while I I'll go for the experience because I graduated from UNLV and I'll be like, man, we we struggle we're, we're doing our best, I guess.
0: So in my time in Vegas, I've only been to one UNLV football game against Howard. The one they ended up losing with Howard being like 30-point underdogs. It was tough. But, hey, you know what? I've heard great things about Coach Arroyo and and UNLV football out there this year. I have a feeling this year will be different for UNLV, and I got a feeling this year the Raiders, they're going to keep building on that foundation they set with the 2021 season and now with the new head coach, with the new general manager, the Raider Nation – should be enjoying a lot from what you see at Allegiant Stadium each and every Sunday that is being played out here. Mitch from New Jersey. I remember you, man. Warriors all day, right?
2: How's it going, Harry? Thanks for taking a call.
0: Of course. How you doing?
2: Good. Good. I'm almost done. It's an early day for me. I think my wife be shocked i will be home before 5.30. Dinner not to be eaten from the microwave, finally. <laughs> there you go. Um,
0: I hope she's shocked in a good way.
2: <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Another month, I'll be a grandfather.
0: Hey, uh, congratulations! Go
2: Thank you. Thanks. It'll be a boy, and I hope he's got some athletic genes and uh, get an easier job than FedEx. But um, <laughs> I say, go with, I think Clay Thompson is really gonna uh, bust out. I rather see more Camingo than uh, Green. He did okay yesterday, but it could. Uh, I think they threw Kaminga for two minutes. And and with these, uh, I mean, Vegas was, was like, I was mad when the Raiders moved to Vegas. I mean, I was uh, looking at other teams in California. But, um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I think uh, they wanted a favorites. It'd be something that the Raiders win, Warriors win, win it all. And I think that's most likely. Um, all these teams from the Bay Area, and they, they let them go. And, you know, it's just a matter of time when the Athletics move out of, of Oakland, probably to Vegas, hopefully. Uh, I mean, the 49ers, they look like a good team. They're not in San Francisco. I guess the chances of looking at were able to keep uh, the Giants. But anyway, I think I've given you too much. I know you have other calls, Eric. Thanks a lot.
0: Hey, you know what? Last night I was watching the game, and every time Draymond Green did something, I remembered Mitch from New Jersey. I was like, hey, Mitch wanted Kaminga in and Draymond Green out. And at the end of the day, he ended up, in my opinion, delivering. He didn't. Get a double-double like Andrew Wiggins. But those eight points, eight boards, six assists, and he ended up getting also uh, fouled out for the third time in these NBA finals. It's crazy. But, hey, Draymond Green, he brings a lot of attitude to these Golden State Warriors that you see it in them. They're a team with championship DNA. They've been there. They've done that. They were down in the series to start it off. They didn't panic. You're like, hey, we're still in it. We got to win four. They were down once they went to Boston, and they were chanting those kind of stuff to Draymond Green. Hey, go at it. It's one game. And you know what? At the end of the day, it's not like soccer. Where over there. It does matter if you win by four goals or five goals or one goal. At the end of the season, it can mark a difference. When it comes up to hoops and these kind of series, same thing with football. A one-point win, a 20-point win, a 30-point win, they all count the same. Just relax, chill, and be ready for the next time you take the court. And they were able to do it. Thank you for Mitch to Mitch from New Jersey for that call. You want to call in 702-365-9200 is the line here at Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Thank you for everyone tuning in and, of course, both on the radio. And online, LVSportsNetwork.com, on the Raiders app, and tune in radio. Search Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. I got another question for you, Jared, because you've been to UNLV games. I haven't. At Allegiant Stadium. Yeah. The tailgating experience. Is it all right at Allegiant? Is it not for UNLV games? Because you know what? If it's good, I'm thinking about heading out there for a couple of games because I miss that experience during NFL season. That's what I loved about going to Oakland. The tailgates. Having fun, hanging out with people, and then going into the games. Now that I work, I can't
3: tailgate like I used to. I mean, it's it's pretty good. Like it's 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 um, they they put on they they make a valiant effort, is how I put it to like put a lot of stuff together, like lots of stuff for like Little Lurk fans and different games and activities. And there's always like food out there and stuff, and that's really cool. But it isn't. Um, there was something kind of and maybe this is just me being older now in Vegas, But there was something kind of nice about the Sam Boyd. We're out in the middle of a dirt, like <laughs> dirt parking lot, crushing forties uh, for like two or three hours with a little grill that we're probably going to like accidentally catch our uh, truck on fire. <laughs> like there's there was something kind of like. Gradually, well, yeah, it's okay. like it was, it's it was very, it was very like real. Where now it's 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 it feels very like okay, there's a lot of security, there's a lot of I, I don't know where really like it feels where. bougie, yeah, yeah, it's kind of it kind of does, but I mean, it's still awesome, <laughs> like it's still really nice. They 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 do a great job. The coolest part to me is walking over the bridge, walking yeah. over the bridge is a really like just kind of a because you. The way it slopes and you can kind of see it, and then you're all of a sudden you're staring at a giant Roomba, and it's <laughs> it's it's a very cool experience. Especially I, I saw the uh Iowa State game this okay. last season, which was about 93% Iowa State fans. So you kind of like got this like you were getting that energy and you were like, all right, this is gonna be popping, and it was because Iowa State went out there and popped. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a very it's an electric stadium when it is full. The couple other games I went to were a little more timid, but it, the season was already well beyond. Uh, and you know what, Vegas loves a winner. Once the Golden
0: yeah. Knights came into town and they started killing it and were an amazing team, the city rallied around them. They loved them. And they were rocking the gear. They were going to the arena and paying ridiculous prices to get in because the resale market in year one was stupid. It was ridiculous. And I got a feeling, look at the Raiders. Of course, they haven't won a Super Bowl in Vegas yet, but they've only been here two years. And year one, nobody was allowed in the stadium. Year two, they put on a show. Out of the nine home games they had in regular season, three of them went to overtime, and they won each and every one of them. So those new fans that are starting to go in, and they see that kind of product, excitement. They see something different that they probably haven't seen in the past. They start earning the fans. And I got a feeling UNLV, if they start – I I watched towards the end of the season like four games, and they were all in them. They were fighting. At the, the beginning, they were getting their butts kicked. But towards the end, they started playing better. And yeah. you can see that coach Arroyo started putting his imprint on this team. So, I'm like, all right, let's see. And if B kicks off the season with a couple of wins and gets in contention for something, I'm I'm saying I'm not saying that they're going to win the conference, but if they're fighting for potentially being at a bowl game at the end of the year, you can start getting more butts in seats at Allegiant
3: Stadium for College football games. The ticket prices ain't bad. No, they're really, really good. I think I paid like 25 bucks plus parking for my dad and I to go. So it was, yeah, it was super affordable. And we were on, like, we were on the 50 yard line. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it was, it was great. It was, it was really, it's, there's not a bad seat in that stadium. That stadium has excellent sight lines. Actually, the, this is, this is in way inside, uh, you know way inside but the press box probably has the worst sight lines of any here you go i was
0: about to ask you have you
3: been up to the press box? that's where that's most of the games i i was at the press box but uh the ones i went for pleasure were uh excellent seats but then yeah i mostly just wound up watching the game on the tvs in the press box because i was like i can't see
0: so that's where i broadcast the games from yeah. And I'm like, I got to take binoculars for the visiting team. And I know people that broadcast from other NFL stadiums that complain about the same thing. And instead of broadcasting it from what they watch on the field, they're broadcasting what, from what they're seeing on a monitor. And I'm like, no, you got to be... Watching absolutely everything, the eleven guys on offense, the eleven guys on defense. So I always joke with friends who are in from out of town that come to the game. I always tell them, and I'm texting them during the game too. I'm like, hey, look all the way to the top, and not the top where you see stands, keep looking even higher. That's me all the way over there. Um but just being in the building. That's yes, what you want. That's the excellent part. Because so year one of Raider games in Vegas. I called every game except one from a monitor from a broadcast booth, most of them here at our broadcast partner, DeVort, DePortes, Vegas 1456 AM. And it was a pain in the butt, man. I could, it was tough. Every college football and college basketball game I called in El Paso for UTEP, I was at the stadium. Didn't matter if it was Wisconsin, Texas, A&M, uh, Rice. Rice Stadium in Houston, which has actually hosted a Super Bowl, they don't have enough booths to accommodate a Spanish broadcast. So they would literally put us in the stands, a full table. They would leave it there for us. But I would prefer that instead of calling a game from a monitor. So being at Allegiant Stadium this past season was an incredible experience. And you know what? I am going to hit up a couple of UNLB games this year. If I'm not traveling, that it seems it's going to be that way for road games. On a Saturday, cheap tickets, you're at Allegiant Stadium, and Coach Arroyo and the UNLV Rebels, it seems like they're getting good recruits in and that they're getting good product in. And you know what, Las Vegas, and also say it to Raider Nation, they're our neighbors there. I got a feeling without UNLV getting the deal done to play there, it would have been a little bit harder to get some of that public money to build the stadium. So let's support UNLV. As well. Go out there, support the Rebels. I like what they're doing. I watched the final games of the year last year and they were entertaining. There were a couple of them that they lost, but it was like that. What we were talking with Bojo, we want people to be entertained, to yeah. have fun. And exactly. If you're losing 56 to nothing, 56 to nothing, you're not going to have people entertained. If you're losing 48 to 45, they'll be like, hey, you know what? We lost, but we had fun and we see something in this team. So. Let's go check out UNLV Las Vegas. I know that uh, a lot of people be like, oh no, they're not pros. We're used to the pros. College football, college hoops, they, they have some some cool stuff out there. And UNLV in Las Vegas, you should watch them too, Raider Nation. All right, Raider Nation, we're going to go to our final break and we're going to come right back to close our number two of the JT The Brick Show leading up. To Unnecessary Roughness with Q Myers from 2 to 5. This is Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Raider Nation. JT is back tomorrow here on his show, JT the Brick. He'll be here Wednesday and Friday. I'll be back on Thursday. So let's close out this Tuesday afternoon talking about Raiders and Star Wars. You're like what the hell is this guy talking about? I don't know if you've seen a little video that the Raiders social media squad uploaded today on... The team's Twitter account is where I saw it. I'm pretty sure it's also available on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, great video hosted by a friend of the show, Sibley Skulls, who he, we had, I think, last week or the week before that. Uh, she's an in-stadium host. She does a fantastic job. And there's a reason why when they, the Raiders want good content, they bring in Sibley because she's great at her job. But one of the parts of the video that caught my attention the most was during this two-and-a-half-minute video, there's a lot, a lot of content of Raiders players with lightsabers. Like, literally a lot. At the beginning, I saw a little clip of Max Crosby with a lightsaber. I was like, all right, that's cool. But then you saw Mac Hollins with two lightsabers, like, crossing over his jersey. And then a little bit later, Kenyon Drake, who's a big stormtrooper guy, he posted that video uh, of him with it last year. That's cool. And then Jermaine Aluminor and Colton Miller playing around with a lightsaber and Demarcus Robinson too. And I'm like, all right, all right. So this is not just something that a player did to be like, hey, I brought a lightsaber. Can I do a little clip for my phone with it during media day, which is when usually the players get their headshots. They record some clips that are played on the team's uh, big screen during the games, during a commercial break or something, a hype video, a little bit of stuff like that. When it became from just one lightsaber to multiple lightsabers to multiple players doing stuff with lightsabers, I'm thinking, I was like, hey, you know what? The Raiders, they actually got a licensing agreement with Star Wars to be able to sell some Star Wars stuff with Raiders logo on them at the Allegiant Stadium store. And I'm pretty sure online as well. Now I'm thinking it's the Death Star. That's the nickname that Mark Davis gave the stadium. Well, we have a, a Star Wars night at Allegiant Stadium. I know they don't like to do theme nights with the Raiders, but Star Wars night, I, I'd be down for that. That sounds like something fun.
3: Are you for it or against it, Jared? I mean, I have two Star Wars tattoos, so yeah, I'm, I'm down Whatever, whenever it happens. Uh, I honestly, I think that's a really cool thing, especially considering... Not to bring it back to UNLV, but you got the Rebels and you got the Raiders and you got lightsabers. This is this is this is excellent brand association. If this is what they're doing, but I'm watching this video as you as you're like as you you are naming people with lightsabers. Lightsabers are popping up, so it's really it looks awesome like a, some guys have blue. Oh, we got a force choke. We got a force choke. Exactly. In there. We got a force choke. Colton Miller and Jermaine
0: Illuminor playing around. And I'm like, all right, that, that means it's something more. It's not just one guy, which is sometimes it happens with some teams where you'll bring in a prop that you want to use on media day for your photo or your video. That doesn't seem like a prop. I think we got something brewing up between the Raiders and the, and Star Wars and the Star Wars legacy in the franchise.
3: I absolutely agree and I also what uh I think my favorite one of those player brings a prop things and I cannot remember his name which is a little infuriated because I've read articles about him there's a Vikings player who is super super into Dragon Ball Z oh my and he like showed up and he's like can I wear this gi <laughs> can I wear can I can I wear this can I wear this full Goku outfit for the pictures and I guess the Vikings were like sure man you do you I I can see someone in the Vikings
0: saying it's like yeah but we got to take everybody's photos first and then you can come in with your costume <laughs> yeah, if there's
3: if there's time later
0: it's like if you hook us up with a jersey, uh, we can we can take those photos for you and get that content. So that's pretty cool. Go go to Raiders social media, at Raiders on Twitter, at Raiders on Instagram, uh, Facebook, everywhere that it's available. It's a really cool video. They interviewed Chandler Jones, who was super happy. He was saying, he was like, yeah, we got pictures, but I also took selfies, so follow me on Instagram because hey, it's my geez. first time wearing the silver and black. They're having fun out there. That's what you want the players to be be doing right now. I mean, yeah, OTAs, they're there. They're voluntary. Uh, The good thing for the Raiders is that the most important part of the OTAs was the learning sessions. When you're in the meeting rooms, where you're learning the playbook, when you're getting everything, where you're getting that knowledge soaked in your brain. That's where the Raiders took advantage of this. And that's why there was very high attendance for OTAs and 100% attendance for mandatory minicamp because the players, they're buying in to what they want to do. The new guys, they want to show up and show out for their new employers, for their new bosses. And the, I'll say, old guys, or the guys that are still remaining from the previous regime, They tasted what being in the playoffs is like. They were close to winning a playoff game against the eventual AFC champions, the representatives of the AFC in the Super Bowl. They fought them right there. And if it weren't for a whistle that blew before a pass was thrown by Burrow, I mean, I think it could have changed things around, but whatever. What happened happened, and the Raiders, and you know what? At the end of the day, if the Raiders had won the playoff game, I don't think all these changes would have happened if, with all due respect, if Rich Bisaccio was still with the team, I don't know if a Devontae Adams comes to the Raiders. I don't know if the Raiders end up signing Chandler Jones or, st- or end up getting rid of some of the pieces that left the team. So I'm the kind of person that thinks everything happens for a reason. Much love and respect to Coach Rich Bisaccia. Wish him wish him the best out there in Green Bay as a special teams coordinator. But the Raiders, what they got right now, they got a coach that a lot of people have been wanting for a
3: lot of years. I mean, absolutely like So much so that the Colts tried to hire him one time and oh they like got to the eleventh hour and couldn't make it happen. That's the guy that the that's the guy that the Raiders got and Stuff that I wanted to point out and maybe this is just me as not I obviously I cover for our show we cover every single sport every single local sport so I don't get to deep dive on the Raiders but what I will say is that the attitude this year seems like they're having more fun and maybe that's just me as an outside perspective but last last year with a lot of the turmoil that was going on and uh, there was very much um I want to say that Derek Carr said uh It doesn't matter a lot. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, which is sort of a – that just doesn't feel like this. That's not this attitude. This attitude is let's let's have fun. Let's – like this is – this group looks like they're having a great time together coming in with this new coaching staff and this new scheme, and they're all learning together, and it's – I don't know. It's just nice to see at this level that it's still like – Guys are kind of goofing with each other a little more, and it feels less grim. Exactly. And you see the younger guys, like that 2019
0: draft, Crosby and Renfro, they already re-signed. They got their extensions. Hopefully, with big seasons, Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Abram, and why not? Even Cleveland Furl, if he has a big year... He won't command a huge contract, but if he earns himself a contract and he ends up, I don't know, playing as a defensive tackle and earns himself a payday, best to him. Hope him that, that he gets the best. But that 2019 draft class, they're now leaders. They're now veterans, despite most of them being under 25 years old. We want this youth movement to keep going on and I know 2020 draft class you look at that first round and you're like oops we don't have any of them left with the team and you look at the third round they're gone too and it's like all right 2021 draft class pressure's on you keep bringing that leadership to this team and there's a lot of good pieces into that 2020 drunk one draft class for the Raiders as well I'm excited football season we are less than three months away from it starting training camp a month away from it kicking off, and preseason games less than two months away. Raider Nation, thank you so much for tuning in with me. The last six JT, the Brick Shows. JT is back tomorrow. I'll be returning on Thursday, and JT closes the show on Friday. Tune in to Q Unnecessary Offness is coming up next here on Raider Nation Radio.